Hey everyone, it's Nikki. Uh, today I brought, or welcome to the second episode of my mini series of bringing guests back. Today we are sitting down with Jacqueline or Jackie, um, who was on our first season of the podcast. Jackie, uh, how have you been? Hi, Nikki. Thank you so much for inviting me back. Um, it is definitely a, a pleasure to be here. Um, every time I see a new episode coming up for, um, still still won't apologize. I always think about what a privilege it is to have all these different women on this platform just sharing stories and because you just never know who you're inspiring. So thank you again for creating oh, thank this you. For, for sharing our stories and really uplifting each other. Um, so, but to get into it, I've been, I've been okay. <laughs> life, <laughs> been, life has been lifing since we last talked. Um, Let's see what we've been up to. I mean, I'm excited for the new year. I'm actually transitioning into a new home. Um, I'm moving from where I am now to be closer to the office. Um, so I'm mm -hmm. going to be between Dallas and Fort Worth, which is giving me a lot of anxieties, another transition. Um, and then I've just been really focusing on myself, really. You know, after leaving my... Um, my last relationship, my first Texas relationship, I guess, is how I like to categorize it. I've kind of taken some time to really focus on myself. I think that as women, we never we never take the time to really date ourselves and take the time that we need. We're always giving so much to our kids, our husbands, our friends, our families, our parents. Um, and, and, and always giving into this society norm of, oh my gosh, you're 35, you're pushing 36, you're not married, you have no kids, what are you doing? And I, and I just think that, you know, taking that time for yourself to really connect with yourself, um, is what really inspired this whole, you know, 365 days of, of dating yourself because, you know, being single is a privilege that nobody ever talks about. And that's just kind of where I've been lately. It's yeah. just myself. Oh, I love it. So I've been for, for everybody that's listening. Um, <clears throat> if you follow Jackie or I know I follow you, but I know you have like public or private, I know you have a public and a private account. Um, mm -hmm. Jackie did this. Can I call it an experiment? Is that yeah, it's an experiment? Yeah. yeah. It's an experiment where she spent 365 days dating herself, uh, which I think is a wonderful idea. And I think regardless of being in a relationship, right? Like just making time for you, yourself is super important. And I loved how you picked I mean, just explain it. Like you picked your dates, like go into details with it. Yeah. So I'm actually really excited for this because it was an experiment for myself. It's actually mm -hmm. turned this phenomenon where now I actually gifted a box to a, a colleague of mine for Christmas. And now her friends want to purchase these boxes. So now I'm like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> make this into a journey for everyone. And yes, to your point, it's not about it started. The experience started because of my singlehood, but as I created this box for my colleague, who is a mom, three teenagers, and a wife, again, just taking into note that we just never have time for ourselves. So what I did was, um, I'm fairly still new to Texas. I just made three years in December, right? Um, there's still a lot of things that I have not explored. So what I did was, is that there was a, there was a moment where I started falling into old patterns and habits of not wanting to experience new things or not wanting to go to new places because I didn't have somebody to accompany. 
me with. And then I was just like, screw it. I don't need a man to do this. I don't need girlfriends to do this. I'm just going to do this by myself. So what I did was is that I bought all this colorful paper from, I think it was like Joann's or something, cut them into strips. And every color had a different story. So like, I know that my orange slips were my in-home activities. My hot pink slips were my, I think my community activities, which was in the DFW area. So there was one day I took myself to I literally drove an hour just to take myself to Selfie World and I took my own photos. It was a bit I love it. It was a bit weird because everybody that was there were there in like groups with their girlfriends and I'm here by myself taking my own photos in Selfie Worlds. But guess what? I just did not care. Um and I made friends too. Like that's the beauty of it all. It's like you you create um new memories with different people that you meet along the way. And I know that there was another another color category because I do work for an airline. You know, I do work for American, so I want to take advantage. Like, chow, I use the airplanes like an Uber, you know? (laughs) And I had a section, a category that was just like this purple. So purple represented my day trips, you know, being able to go to Nashville for 24 hours, going to New Orleans for the day, or even flying out to Houston. And, you know, whether that's having lunch at one of the restaurants in Houston, I will do that and fly back home. And that was my weekend, you know? So I really just wanted to take time to create those memories for myself. So when I went back into the office on Monday, um, I felt rejuvenated and I didn't feel so drained because we're back in the office five days a week now. And that has been stressing me. Um, Yeah, I feel like like Darth Vader coming into the office. We're on week 14. Um, It's a lot. It's, it's, It's a lot, especially when you're so used to being remote and you have the week to kind of decompress to get ready for the weekend. And us not being able to have that, I really wanted to be strategic on how I was utilizing my time and my weekends. But the great thing about the dating yourself um, activities is that um, you had your evening activities at home, right? Whether that was making yourself a fancy cocktail, cooking a dinner that you've never made. I made lasagna soup, TikTok recipe, made a mess. But it was great. Um, a lot of calories, but it was delicious. You know, there was even a time where I even hosted game night on a Friday night for some of the ladies that I knew had nothing going on. So um, you don't have to limit yourself to what's always happening in the community. But there's things that you can do in the home um, that we normally don't even think about. Even just drawing yourself a rose petal bubble bath. That was an experience in itself. Bought my own flowers, had some jazz playing, lit the candles, and I just soaked with some wine. I love it. Yeah. You, know, you, make, you made a very good point because this is something I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm struggling with it, but something that I'm I'm trying to find it out, I guess. So mm-hmm. as you know, we moved into the RV, like, right? Yeah. So it's just me and my husband all the time. And there there's things that come up that I want to do and maybe he doesn't want to do. So then it turns into we don't do it or... Mm-hmm. I have to convince myself that I don't need him or I, I don't need friends, like you said. So I was trying to think of ways to kind of challenge myself to start because we're exploring, right, the country, basically. I mean, we've been in the Keys for the last three months. But there's things that are like I'm so used to having people with me. Like I'm so used to just calling a friend. Like when I lived in Austin, I had friends. I called them like, hey, can we go do this? Connecticut, obviously, you know, I had more than enough friends where I could find somebody to do something. So now it's a challenge for me to go, okay, if he doesn't want to do it, I'm not going to force him, right? Like. Who wants to do that? But I need to be comfortable on my own to be like, you know what? I'm going to go do this. And then, you know, we can figure out whatever later. Or if you want to come and just watch whatever it may be. Like today I'm going to um, 
I'm going to meet dolphins. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm actually going to go in the water and like pet and play with dolphins at a research center. Right. Yeah. I'm very excited, but I have, why is it that it's so hard? I had the same kind of struggle when I first started traveling for work on my own. Like mm-hmm. I would just eat in my hotel, right? Like I would order Uber or whatever. And I'm like, Nick, go out, like go sit at a bar, have yourself a dinner, have some wine. Like I struggled probably the first three trips I took by myself. And then I was like, you know what? This is part of my life now. I have to get used to going out to eat by myself. Now I enjoy it. I'm like, I can't wait to get to a restaurant and sit down at the bar, have a glass of wine, order a meal, be by myself, whether I'm on my phone, reading a book, whatever it might be. But why is it such a challenge to get to that point? Like, what about it makes us go, okay, I can't do this on my own, or it's not okay if I'm doing, I feel like it's like, it's not okay if you do that on your own. Yeah, I definitely think that it is a mental and a societal thing too, that you can't enjoy things on your own. I feel that Again, as women, there's different types of pressures that's on us versus men. I know that men have their own set, um, which I'm actually doing a deep dive study this year on just men and their masculinity and on all that that they're working through. But like, I think that for women, it's we're constantly exposed to it on social media, constantly exposed to it in movies or in TV shows, um, the way commercials, you know, create these experiences it's never these experiences with women on their own it's always these experiences with women in girl groups or women with their children or women with their partner um there's never enough things advertised for just women for themselves and i think that it it also becomes a, a confidence thing too right so if i'm sitting alone at a cafe or or not even a cafe because i'm used to doing that but like um 60 Vine is one of my favorite restaurants. It's very, very, um, very pristine. I I don't mind spending $100 on myself because it's for me, right? But having that experience at that restaurant made people around me look at me and say, oh, well, you must be lonely or you must be alone. Or like, why would you come here? This is an experience that you want to do with a partner. I had a waiter one time tell me, oh, are you waiting for a plus one? No. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm here for myself, you know? So I think that for, for women who are not settled, um, who don't feel comfortable or confident or settled in their, in their, in their own skin or, or being alone, they feel like this judgment from people coming on the outside of like, why don't you, or why haven't you, or why are you doing this by yourself? Oh, you must be lonely or you must not have friends when it's not, that's not the case at all. Um, I think that it's so important for us to have moments of of solitude because it's the, because you can't expect people to date you, want to be with you, or stay married to you if you don't know how to be alone with yourself. And that and that was my whole my whole thinking, especially as I'm transitioning back into the dating space in in like another month because my year of being single is over in a couple of weeks. So you know, again, it's like I can't expect someone to want to be around me if I don't want to be around me. Um, so it's important for you to have those quiet moments, whether that's you sitting at a bar um, with a book or just just people watching. You know, um, it's okay, and I and I just don't think that and there's there's not enough women who feel confident in doing that. Right, and it's also kind of sad too. Like you think about it, like a mother with children, maybe they needed an hour away from the house. Maybe they needed, you know, a day away, like just so they can decompress. Because I, I sometimes think about this, like if I ever, you know, was to become a mom and have children, like Mm -hmm. I love my alone time. I can't imagine having to, and, and and not for nothing, like I have a, I have, you know, John, my, my husband, and Mm -hmm. you have to give each other 
space and you have to spend time with each other right but imagine adding another living thing like i already have the dogs like imagine adding another living thing to this equation like i don't know if i would have it in me like of course i know it would come out of me but like the thought (laughs) of it makes me almost cringe a little bit because i already feel like i don't have enough time in the day sometimes right i 100 percent agree with you and i love that you bring up i love that you bring up your husband and the fact that it's okay to have a long time i feel like in today's generation of dating and i and this is why this is one of the reasons why my last relationship just didn't work out is because it was always him and i and it's just like well when am i going to get space from us like i want to be able to go jump on an airplane go to la for a day tell you where i am but then you know i want to be okay with us not having to spend every single weekend together i want to be okay with us maybe checking in on a tuesday versus having to wait until the friday and i want to be an individual in a relationship you know, um, and, I, and I'm not saying it, and, and it's interesting to say, even think about it out loud, because when people think about that, they're like, oh, well, if you just want to be an individual in your relationship, why do you want to be in a relationship? That's not what I'm saying at all. Like, you can be together and still be individuals in this space so that he's getting what he needs to feel fulfilled and you're getting what you need to feel fulfilled. But again, as women, it doesn't work like that for us because it doesn't matter what we think or what how we process things. We're always giving... of ourselves to our relationships, whether it's you're just starting dating your husband, your partner, or whatever it is, we're just always constantly giving so much of ourselves um, to them. Right. And it's, it's draining. And then you, you hear all these stories, like how women snap or like they get in a position where they're just not themselves and everybody's like, Oh, she's, she's crazy or whatever it may be. Um, And it's just like, no, they just, didn't have time like they didn't have time to themselves they didn't have time to take care of themselves mental health like we're we're all talking about this now right it wasn't something that our parents ever really acknowledged to be quite honest same in my family even to this day like stress doesn't exist in my dad's world I don't have stress I have nothing to stress about yeah (laughs) I had a conversation a couple weeks ago and she was just like well I don't know what you got stressing about you got a job a roof over your head you got money I'm just like Ma'am, I was like, you know what? This conversation's over. We're not continuing it. There's no reason to explain it. Cool. Right. Like I, like I, like John and I live. You know, the RV. It's small. There's times where it's just like, I don't know what I want. I just, I just want to lay in this bed. And he'll just like, okay, just do and it that's, if that's what you want. Yeah, and that's, and that's fine. Thing. Yeah. You read a lot too. There's still a lot of relationships. I what I do appreciate about our generation is that we're starting to form relationships with our spouses or our boyfriends um or partners whatever it may be where it's turning more into partnership like we're we're focusing more on it's not just he she roles in it it's it's hey let me help with the dishes tonight and it's not help let me do them because i also live here and this has been a big thing i think with our generation with that so a lot of relationships but you still see some of those relationships where it is very much the woman handles the house and then i always i always challenged or didn't really understand yes okay the woman handles the house and the the men handle the outside Mm -hmm. the women handle the kids the men you know whatever that is that we do but when it comes to kids and when it comes to a woman who has kids and is working so now they have three things, right? You have the children, four things if you want to include your own relationship with your spouse, right? So now you have your home life, your children, your work life, and your spouse. Where is their time for this person? Like, where is time for that 
for that person to have. Like we are, I don't know how our, our parents did it. I don't know how my mom did it. Girl, you are speaking to the choir because <laughs> if I were to get pregnant right now, mind you, I'm very much into my thirties. If I get pregnant right now, I consider it being a teen mom because I'm just not ready or responsible enough <laughs> to care for another human being. And when I see all my girlfriends and a lot of my friends, you know, experiencing this type of, of milestone in their lives, I'm just like, oh my God, you're pregnant? Like, what does your mom think about this? Mind you, we're 32, 33 years old. For me, I would consider my pregnancy full teen pregnancy because I'm like, I cannot juggle it. And I don't know how my mom did it with the three of us. I, my, my mom had my mom had two under two. Oh when she goodness. was like 20, 21. <gasps> yeah. And it's funny that you say this teen pregnancy thing because I saw something the other day on Instagram and it was like, does anybody else feel like they're an adult, but also not an adult. Like I do, I do things and I'm like, I know I can drink, but like, is it okay to have it? Like, you know, like it's okay. If it's 11 o'clock in the morning, can I, can I have a drink now? Oh yeah. You're an adult. Or like, you know, here's me doing my own laundry. Here's me paying my own bills. Like, when did this happen? (laughs) Right. It's like we woke up on voluntarily and it was like, you're here. And I'm just like, Oh, I thought, I thought going through puberty and adolescence, was the struggle oh no honey these kids don't know what they're getting themselves into Mm-mm. once they reach no. the dog. right <laughs> it's just oh god it's so you're right like that state like we just woke up and we were here one day like when did this all happen and i do 100 percent feel like i'm still in my 20s like what? everything and like when does that shift like when does that change does it change I- I don't, I really, I really don't know. I feel like to your point, like, because my twenties were not great. My twenties is a time period I would never, ever want to relive because that's when, um, I was in that very toxic, abusive relationship. So that, that really took up my entire twenties and then the trauma that followed after that. So I feel like I didn't really bloom until I was 32 years old. You know, and so I feel like being, you know, going going to be 36 in March, um, cover everyone, cover your ears. You didn't hear that. I'll be 28 again for <laughs> the fifth time. Um, but going into my 36th year, I do really feel like um, like I'm still like I'm redoing my 20s again, doing exactly what I should have been doing in my 20s, which was you know, um, allowing people to, to pour into me, to, to lead me, to educate me. I, I have a job that I really love and really thinking about, um, all the places that I can go. And I'm just like, damn, like, I wish I had realistically, like, I wish I had these opportunities or I I should have done this sooner in my twenties versus experiencing this now in my thirties, because now when you ask, oh, what does the future look like in terms of marriage and children? I don't know if that's what I want right now, because I'm, living for myself because that was something I didn't have an opportunity to do when I was in my 20s because I was living for my partner at the time and everybody else's wants and needs right and it's yeah it's just it's such a hard thing and for me it's a little bit different like everybody knows I can't have them right I had my hysterectomy I can't do it but it still comes comes to mind sometimes like okay we know this isn't happening and then now I get the well, you can adopt. Do you want, I'm like, what, but 
I get that too. You know, like, okay, I appreciate that. I know uh, one of my ex-managers, she did, and she, you know, beautiful daughter, beautiful family. But like, why does it always have to be associated with me being a mom? Like, why can't it be okay? Or why can't it be okay for you to just be living your best life right now? Why does it always go back to that conversation? Like, I get it. It's, It's a generational, it's how people were raised. It's what people think of when they think about women is like, you should be having children, you should be a mom, but like, it's not, it's not the norm anymore. And it shouldn't be the constant question. Like I'm starting to learn with the adoption question now. And yes, like we've talked about it, we've gone back and forth on it, but it's just not something we want to do. Right. Like we're, and we're both okay with that. But when I tell people that like, Oh, you know, I think we're okay. They, I always get a look like really just, just the two of you. And I'm like, but it's, it works. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Why is that an issue? Yeah. We actually are friends. We like each other. Like we like what we have going on. And it's almost surprising sometimes to some people that that's the case. Like, well, mm-hmm. you need more. You're probably going to want more. You're going to regret it when you get older. No, I'm fine. I might have my moments, which I'm warned, which is warranted. Right. Right. Everybody goes through grief processing differently, but like, don't put your idea of life and like what it's supposed to be like on other people. I just don't, that is the one thing I struggle with so hard that we're still, we still have people do it. And I know it's more the older generation. Like I had somebody recently tell me, um, well, I was like playing with my niece and she was like, Oh, you would have been such a great mom. Have you thought about adopting? And part of me is like, don't you think that hurts just a little bit to say it, you know, like, Yes, I talk about it all the time. I say that I'm fine, but there's parts of me that will come out every once in a while. I'll go, okay, that's not happening for me. I'm not going to get the experience. And I understand it's coming from love and it's coming. It's a very heartfelt comment from somebody. But at the same time, I'm like, please don't say that. Like, that's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's it's definitely a lot. I definitely can relate a lot to to that sentiment. Um, getting that same questions of, you know, there was a period in time where I thought that I wanted a foster to adopt. Um, but again, like I'm just so used to this picking up and going that I just don't know if a kid fits in my life right now. And then as I'm thinking about, you know, getting back into the dating pool and, and everybody wanting family, like I love that, but I think I'm just I'm okay with just being where I'm at. You know, my little brother is giving my mom everything she's wanted. You know, um, we're having our first baby in the family. She's coming in just a few weeks. She's due on the 20th of February. So, um, and I'm excited for them. But I think that in that moment, finding out when they were um, having a baby and that, you know, because of all the challenges that they've experienced with getting her, with conceiving her, I started to feel like, damn, like, I think I want to, I think I want to too. I think I want to. But then I'm just thinking about like, but it's just not who I am anymore. I, I just, it doesn't fit my identity anymore. And I love that for them. And I love that for people around me, but I just don't see it for myself. Right. You know? And I agree. Like I, I'm the best auntie. Let me tell you something. It is my favorite job I have ever had. Guys, I, I will. <laughs> oh girl, your life is going to change. Let me tell you something. If I could, if I could formally change my name to Auntie Nikki, like legally, like that's who I want to be. I want to be Auntie Nikki for the rest of my life. I love it. It's really like my niece and nephew are the the most beautiful, funny, caring kids. And then my husband's godson 
we call we're auntie and uncle to him as well and he has a little sister so they're like my niece and nephew as well like i love being auntie nikki it's literally my favorite thing and it fills those pieces right Mm -hmm. that you know that sometimes do come out of me i feel motherly towards them i love them like i would like take a bullet for them like they're those are my kids I feel about my god babies I have three of them um I I'm also auntie Jackie with them too I mean my best friend Emily you know we've been best friends since we were in high school and Emily got I always tell Destiny every time she turns a year older I'm like you know you're the reason why our college experience my mom your mom and my mom and your mom and myself our college experience wasn't the same because she was pregnant with you (laughs) because we were supposed (laughs) to burnt up and that could not happen but with every year that um that destiny gets older you know destiny is a sophomore right now um in high school she's thinking about uconn for basketball you know cam is about to enter high school next year and just watching them having the privilege to see them grow up and to be so imprinted in their lives they fulfill me you know having them come to me and trusting me with their secrets or or something that they wanted to share or when they want to bounce off ideas. And I'm just like, oh, and I get, I'm, I'm a part of the whole grounding part too. You know, when I'm, when they're like, oh, well, my mom wasn't reasonable. And I'm like, well, she was, and let me tell you why, you know, so you're still having those tough conversations with them. I'm constantly embarrassing them with you. Oh, you're going out. Okay. So is there going to be drinking? Y'all going to have sex? Like what, what is happening? Like we're going to have these conversations and they're always like, oh, my God, like, you're so embarrassing. But I'm like, if I was mom, like, we will be having this conversation anyway. So right. those three, and they're well into their teen years. And, like, they fulfill me. And now with having Juliana um, coming into the picture as a newborn, it's just going to fulfill that bucket for me. So, um I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. Yeah, it's enough. I keep telling myself enough. And I also go, I also like not to carry on with the subject and then we can move into something else. Part <laughs> of me is like, I'm almost, I'm almost going to be 40. I got two years. I'm going to be 38 this year as we pretend I'm still 28, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm still 28, but I'm going to be 40. I'm like, maybe they'll stop asking when I get close to like 50. Maybe the question will stop coming. Maybe it'll be like, all right, we get it now. You've made your point. Like <laughs> you're almost 50. We won't ask you anymore. Like part of me is like, there's got to be an end to it. It's got to stop at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what, yeah. Woof. So what else is going on? Um, well, I'm really excited because Miss Nikki Davis, um, your whole entire platform has definitely inspired me in so many different ways. And I'm really excited because um, I'm just going to pull the trigger and I'm going to start also a podcast on Becoming Her. And I'm really, really excited to share a little bit more as to what that looks like. So there was, there's also been some other incidents that kind of um, has taken place these last couple of months. Um, it feels like 2024 is the year of redemption for a lot of my exes. Um, they've decided that they wanted to be reaching out, asking how I'm doing. I'm just like, sir, you no longer have access to me in this way. Um, so since then I did have to turn my page, um, private for the time being. Um, and I'm only, um, allowing requests to come in, um, because I, I just, there's one particular person in particular that has my, my spidey senses all heightened. Um, and this was my emotionally abusive ex. Um, mind you, I haven't heard from him in seven years, have not looked him up, not one time. So to see 
how much he has been trying to reach out. I don't know how he got my number, but he did. Um, and this is just him trying to come back into my life in a way of being so apologetic for the trauma that he's caused. And of course he's a narcissist, so he takes no responsibility. It's all in my head. And I'm just like, you know what? I can't do this. Um, I definitely went down a rabbit hole, um, where I started being fearful, you know, because he knows that I'm here in Texas. I mean, it's not a secret, right? Um, but for him to narrow down exactly where I am in Texas really freaked me out. Um, I started, you know, becoming paranoid, um, panic attacks. And one of my friends in particular was, was had made a comment that really triggered me when she was just like, well, it happened so long ago. Why are you letting it bother you? And that comment alone, it was so innocent, but it was also so sensitive to me because you don't realize that when you come out of a very toxic, manipulative, emotional, abusive relationship, there are so many, like it takes years and years and years of like uncovering all that trauma, um, moving into your future. Like nobody ever talks about the aftermath of, of when you leave, you know, um, whether you see this person again, or you never see this person again. And so with that, um, you know, putting myself back into, you know, reaching out to my therapist, telling her like, what do I do? I have to go back in hiding. I'm not going to do all of that because I'm not going to let him, you know, kind of put me back in a corner. Um, I appreciate that he is sorry and that I appreciate that he's like, you know, I, I, I'm sorry for what I've caused or whatever, but it's not enough because you also just don't take accountability because you pretty much said it's all in my head. Um, so with that being said, and the reason why I share that is because um, these past couple of weeks and this passion that I've always wanted to do to do a podcast, I never knew what angle I wanted to take my podcast with. I know that when Becoming Her was born, Becoming Her was the new path after I left my toxic relationship. And I was, and this was me going on a journey with the internet of this is who I was becoming on this path. So this Becoming Her podcast is going to be launched as Becoming. And this is going to be a podcast series that's going to take you on a journey of um, learning about different types of abusive relationships. We're going to get therapists involved to kind of talk through the process. We're going to talk through the aftermath. We're going to talk through what toxic abusive relationship looks like from a woman's perspective to a man's perspective. Um, and really going to dig deeper too into teen violence and how violence in the home can really um, play a role in how you as an adult date in the future. So I'm really, really excited. Um, it, I, I never realized that I needed him to re-trigger me again to kind of you know, help me pull the trigger on this, but I'm really, really excited for this because something that we don't do enough is that we don't, um, we don't respect where people are in their, in their journey to recovery. Mm -hmm. And something that took me back, um, from, took me back to like 2014 was when I had a police officer say to me, oh, well, did he hit you? I don't see the bruises. So was it really abuse? You know, and that's something that I just don't feel like we don't talk enough about um, is that emotional damage and that abuse that comes with it. Cause I, I remember being in a group um, at safe Haven and I remember admitting that I would rather God, I would have rather been slapped a few times than, and get over that than being 
so deeply wounded with his words because that affected me how I dated that affected my relationships with people like if but people don't understand that so I'm excited to kind of shine to shine a light on that and to bring experts in the fields of those who've been affected by it but also um, therapists to come in to really talk about it and also like how how can you be a better support to a friend versus telling them oh yeah just pack your things and go because it's easier said than done not everyone has the courage um, or the opportunity to pack their things and go because there might be kids involved or, you know, th th there's just a lot that goes into that. And so I'm really excited to use that platform um, to get people comfortable with talking about it or just hearing about it so that they feel empowered and encouraged to um, to move forward. I love that. I think I think we talked about this a little bit when you were well, we talked about a lot of things when you were on last, but that that one thing always comes back is like, if you don't see bruises, you aren't abused. Like that whole, and people underestimate the power of words in a they relationship, do. especially when you're dealing with a partner or a spouse or whatever, because you're supposed to have this love, caring, whatever. They're supposed to love you no matter what. They're supposed to be terms of unconditional love. And there are things that come out that are mean. And some people don't see that or they don't recognize it as it is what it is um you know and there's there's different forms right there's there's some that's like okay he's, he's in a bad mood or she's in a bad mood and, right you know and it happens with our friendships too right like oh. you ever catch a friend and be like oh honey are you okay today like you seem you seem a little right. off like we go through it but it's the ones that are like those deeply wounded ones that you said right things that make you question your character your ability to move forward in a career um, your self-worth, those are the things that penetrate and dig deep down. And that, especially when you are in a relationship, whereas in your case, where you're about to marry this man, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody around you, like you can't, you always have that fear of, of talking badly about your spouse to the people that are close to you and because you don't want them to be judged, right? So having, having to come forward that, then you notice go, you know, but if he gets better, I don't want this to be tainted or I don't want him to I don't want anybody to look at him differently so I'm going to keep this to myself and then Correct. it just kind of builds up like it's not healthy mm -hmm. it's not healthy it's not healthy it's just, at all and it's just like that idea of to your point about you know there's 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 definitely a fine line between um that emotional damage versus when your partner or your friends are in a bad mood when you guys cut each other up um I, I can be a hundred percent I can be a bitch I can be the sweetest person too world but i will shred you to pieces if you get me in a really bad space but that doesn't mean that i'm gonna scar you for life but if it if it continues if it's the constant it's the constant putting down then that's when we have to reevaluate like like what are we doing here um and there is definitely like a fine line um mm -hmm. that i really want to take time to really educate adults with you know if i go back to you know my career um pre pre transitioning to the world of aviation you know and being able to 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 host these lessons with these teenagers to talk about that fine line or to even talk about what finance abuse looks like or when your partner tries to get you pregnant on purpose just to trap you what does that look like so um i really want to i really want to use you know i i think i've done a really good job hiding the past because i think a part of me at some point especially after i moved to Texas, a part of me just kind of felt a bit embarrassed of my past and just the things that I, I, I kind of went through because, you know, 
I, I'm a smart lady, you know, I'm an I'm intelligent woman, you know, I know what I want. I've, I've, I've been in the social work world for a while. So to allow myself to put myself in that position, I always get that in my inner critic is just like, well, you know, like you should, you know, better, you should have done better. Da, 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 da. So I just like never talk about it. Um, so I think that him kind of resurfacing has allowed me to kind of revisit that past of, okay, like it hurt you, but now I'm gonna need you to use that platform to really talk to others that might be struggling too, um, because not everyone had your same privilege to get up and go. And I I like that you bring up the point of the embarrassment because it's a, it's a lot to say when you're an expert in something or you dedicate your career, your life, which is what you did, which is one of the reasons why I love you so much is what you're doing for the younger community. But to find yourself in that position, like I get it, I would probably feel the same way. Like, how did I do this to myself? Right. But at the same at the same time, you did it almost in a way that unbeknownst to you that it was happening at the time. It took a minute for it to kind of because you had that attitude. Not me. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't be with somebody like that. But you. We also. I always think of that. Um. What is it? Love is blind. Like. Oh my saying, god. It's so blind. Yeah. It's so blind. And we tend to make excuses or reason the things that are happening because we love somebody so much. Like we let them get away with a little bit more. Um, And this is friendship, family. It's not just partners and spouses. It's every relationship in our life. Like there's things I let my parents get away with because I love them. But if they were a normal person on the street, I'd snip, 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 see you later. Bye. Like, (laughs) 110 percent. i definitely like this little word which i feel like this year or last year people are getting better in my circle about my boundaries but discovering that b word and boundaries being the foundation on how i move forward with all types of relationships has been my saving grace it really has been that was something that i had to it's funny i laugh about this moving away from connecticut yes is what helped me create those because I didn't have the guilt associated with things, right? Like everybody jokes around the Italian guilt. Like if you don't want to do this, or if you don't like, you just suck it up and you go, no, I want to say no for things. And I started doing it when I moved to Texas, when I started making friends and like, come on, let's do this. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say no to that. That's a no dog. I don't want to do it. And I would have people push me and I'm like, no, listen, I promised myself I wouldn't fall into this routine of saying yes to everything because I, and here's the thing, I love doing stuff, but sometimes I just don't want to do it. Right. Um, so moving away helped me be better with establishing boundaries because I was able to remove myself. Right. I wasn't in people's faces. Like they couldn't come to my house and drag me out. Like right. I could turn my phone off. You don't know where I am. Like, <laughs> correct. I mean, I've even gotten into a bad habit too, um, where I'm just like, okay, well, I won't be around. I'll be in the air. And I'll just put my phone on like airplane mode. It's like the worst. You would think that do not disturb is enough to be like, okay, well, you know, we know that Sundays is her downtime, but no, you still bothering me on do not disturb because they say notify anyways. So there's times where I just put my phone on airplane mode and I'm like, we're going to pretend like I'm on a plane and I'm not getting any type of notifications. Like it's so bad. But to your point, I 100% relate to that like it took moving away for me to create boundaries not just with that group over there but also the group here because to your point I love going out I love exploring I love meeting new people but I've also created certain tolerance for certain things like I can't be with 
I can't be at parties all the time where everybody's just smoking and drinking all the time. Like I can't do that every weekend, maybe like once a month or once a quarter. Um, and maybe I just want to engage in like other things. Um, even with this year with the holidays, I had to create a hard boundary because I live here now, you know, yes, I may not have a partner to come home to children to come home to, but I have a home here and I have a life here. And so me wanting to spend the holidays here caused a lot of havoc. My mom was so freaking dramatic, um, Nicole, where she was just like, you don't even know how many Christmases we have left together. And I'm just like, ma'am, ma'am, can, can we just not with the guilt? Wait, like, can I just rephrase it to the Waterbury guilt and not the Italian guilt? Because <laughs> that's literally like my family. The first year we moved, I like I remember my dad, my, my dad was like, you should be here for the holidays. I'm like, this is our first holiday alone in a different state and we want to explore it no you you should be here with your family and i'm like no sir like we're not doing this we're not doing yeah. this right now i'm doing oh i just can't and i you know my mom is just our parents are just so dramatic um but yeah i didn't go home and i don't even know the only reason why i'm going home for christmas next year is because that baby's here that's it <laughs> so we my husband and i've been going back and forth on this because i was like we don't want to be we don't want to be in the cold right so like this year we were in connecticut for basically all of summer and we left first week of october and oh, i was wow. like i was like i want to yeah we did i think we did uh yeah we did may memorial day to end of um september oh wow okay you guys and everybody was like you're staying for the holidays i'm like no we've been here for six months we literally have been here for six months. We're not staying for holiday. And everybody was like so surprised. Well, why aren't you staying for a holiday? And I'm like, because we've been here for six months. Like I get holidays are big, but like we have been here for six months. So this this time around we're talking about it. I was like, I want to spend a holiday with those babies. I was like, can we just have, I was like my, my nephew Walker, he's turning three at the end of October. And then I was like, Thanksgiving's literally three weeks away. So like, let's stay for the babies. We'll have fun. We'll do all the, I'll, I mean, I won't be there for Christmas, but like, maybe we'll make a gingerbread house. Like, you know, I want to do the things. Maybe we'll carve pumpkins. Like I love carving pumpkins with kids, but like, let me have that moment. And then auntie Nikki, can, we can go. <laughs> right. right. Oh man. So much. I can sit here. We can sit and talk for hours. I swear. Um, I'm very excited for your podcast. That's, that's wonderful news. And I, I'm, so happy that you're going to bring awareness to this because I do think a lot of it, you know, whether it's, and, and again, like, like we've been discussing, it doesn't have to be with a partner or a spouse. It could be family. Right. And I think you, I think you and I talked about this in the past too, that people don't understand, like you can cut off family and you can move. Like if it's a relationship that is not serving you and is not taking your well being into mm -hmm. uh, account, then it doesn't need to be a relationship. And I think what you're, what you've done in the past and what you're going, like, this is going to be great. I can already tell you're going to be amazing. I love it. I can't wait to listen. I'm a little nervous, but one of my, um, you know, obviously taking inspiration from you and then also um, Beth Powell, uh, sorry, Beth, for just throwing your name out there, but she is one of um, our captains at American and she has become one of my favorite people ever. Um, she's part of my mentorship. Um, and just her whole attitude and perspective on life. When, you know, a couple of weeks ago we went out to dinner and she was telling me, mind you, she flies for us. And yet she is launching a podcast, launching a clothing line, doing a movie. Like she's got so much going on. And I'm like, ma'am, plus raising her daughter. I'm like, how, how are you doing all of this? And she's just like, you just have to do it 
you have to do everything all together. She was like, her podcast, she was like, I recorded all my episodes in the summertime because I had, I didn't fly all summer. I recorded everything I'm launching now. I think she launches next week. And then every week she has an episode for the first season because she recorded everything in the summer. And I'm like, that's so smart because I think for me, I get more nervous about, do I have enough time for this? So I'm not thinking about getting it all done there. You know, I want to do, I really am passionate about the podcast. I know that that's something that's definitely going to be launching early summer. But then I also want to create these dating yourself kits for for women, that. you know, but I'm just like, oh, once I get settled in a new place, I'll be able to figure out like what inventory looks like, what is like kind of sourcing all of this and just really finding, looking through my calendar and really finding really good timing where I can do all these things. So when I do get wrapped up with work, I'm not falling behind. Cause I think that that's like my big fear is like starting these projects and then like having to stop midway because I get busy, you know? Right. That's kind of how I do it. I try to, I try to bulk my interviews. So mm-hmm. when it comes time to it, time for them to be posted, all I really have to do is the art and the art I could do from anywhere. I could do it from my phone. I could do it oh. from my laptop. So I will bulk do things. I have like schedulers, right? So I schedule everything. Like when you see my posts, it's not me actually posting. It's my app posting for me because mm-hmm. I'm the same way Why I'm in the middle, especially when I have a stressful like period of work where like I can't focus on anything at least I know it's already taken care of um and I try to pay attention to like if I know there's an episode that does need to edit then I'm like all right this week I need to pay attention to it because sometimes I have like like this right now what we're doing I won't need to edit anything out I can just throw it in you know my platform and put it up there but it's when I have to edit things that I'm like okay I gotta take time I gotta listen to it I gotta make sure it's edited properly so there are things that do come up, but I can tell you right now, social media, if like, I don't know if you use Canva, if you use Canva, I love Canva, you can schedule everything. Like I have a schedule calendar. Like I know who's coming, when they're coming, here's their art. It's ready to go. I don't have to even think about it. I do pay for the pro. I don't That's take what I have. I don't take full advantage of my Canva pro, but I, I live and breathe Canva. Okay. So homework for me this week or today. Yep. And if you have any questions feel free to reach out because I'm not a pro, but <laughs> I have learned a lot of things over the past like year doing this on my own. Um, so, but I'd be more than happy to help you if you have any questions. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But it's going to be exciting. I am, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to listen. So with that, I think I'll give you some time back because it is Sunday. Um, we all love our Sundays. So I know I've asked you before in the past, Uh, You were asked, uh, what is one thing you are unlikely to apologize? But now that we are still won't, I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you, what is something that you still won't apologize for? Hmm. My boundaries. My boundaries. I think it goes back to like, I think the original episode said my boundaries and my peace. But I think that I'm, I'm really... I'm really proud of myself for all the ways that 2023 shaped up because of my boundaries. You know, um, my boundaries allowed me to walk away from a relationship that 
for, you know, for everyone outside looking in was like, oh my God, but he's great. He's everything. But he just wasn't a fit for me. That was a boundary I had to put for myself, creating a boundary for myself to tell my family, hey, like I'm not coming home for the holidays, creating boundaries with girlfriends when I'm like, hey, like I don't feel comfortable in this environment. Hey, I don't want to go out drink. Like I'll go out with you, but I can't go out drinking every single weekend. Um, or even just creating the boundaries in the workplace also, um, 2023 was definitely a big moment to really concrete my boundaries. And then now it's also learning to have boundaries with myself, um, which is what started the whole dating myself um, experiment that I'm really, really excited to kind of package together and send to the world to do on their own. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm, I love it. I, I love that. It's still, it's, it's been, it's been nice for me to see like sitting down and talking with you God, what, two years ago, and then sitting here and talking to you, like you've accomplished so much with those boundaries and what you wanted to do for yourself. It's just, it's a beautiful thing and very inspirational. So I'm so happy for you. I love it. I love it. I love it. If people wanted to find you or reach out or maybe have questions about your dating yourself, um, I know you said that you just turned things private, but I don't know if you still want to share, but you're more than welcome to tell people where they can find you. Yeah, of course. Um, so my page is currently private, but please feel free to send me a request. Um, it will be turned public um, in a couple of weeks. I think I'm going to do, I'm going to relaunch it with all these new exciting things, but you can find me under underscore becoming her underscore on Instagram and also on TikTok is the same, um, is the same uh, username, my email. You're more than welcome to, to reach out to me via email at info dot becoming her dot or oh sorry you're fine so dot becoming her at gmail.com if you have any questions about your dating yourself kit um those are gonna be launching in early april um if you if anybody has any questions or how to get started and things like that feel free to reach out to me there but instagram and tiktok would be the best places right now great great um and i'll make sure to put it all in the show notes as well so all right. Well, this was great. And uh, I love seeing your beautiful face. And I hope you have a good rest of the day. Thank you, Nikki. This has been amazing. And I'll yeah. talk to you soon for sure. <laughs> All right. Enjoy. Until next time. Bye, yeah. everyone.